This is the Dietitian Spotlight, a chance to hear origin stories from practicing dietitians. They share their own experiences and the passion that drives them to serve their patients. So today on the podcast, we have Laura Gaston. So welcome to the podcast, Laura. Thank you. Laura's based in Birmingham, Alabama. She's involved with a couple of different organizations where she works as a dietitian. So I thought we'd just kick off with uh, you telling us a bit about your journey to this point, Laura. What brought you to diet, being a dietitian? So when I was in high school, I had issues with my skin. Um, I had horrible, horrible acne and breakouts. And I went to this esthetician and she told me to clear my skin. I needed to eat a grapefruit every morning. And I quickly realized, you know, that wasn't doing anything to help. So I just started researching more. Just I became really, really interested about skin and food. And then I got into college and I thought I wanted to be a pharmacist. And I was in my classes and I was so bored. (laughs) And so I just started looking at other majors. um, And then I realized that nutrition was a career. And so I immediately enrolled in that. And six years later, I have my master's degree in nutrition science. Then I ultimately realized that I really, really was passionate about weight loss and teaching people about food. I didn't want to be in a hospital. I really liked the community setting. I really liked having one-on-one time with people, understanding their food choices, which can be really limited in the hospital. You don't have a lot of time with people. So then I found my current job, which is medical weight loss. And I see my patients on a weekly basis. Uh, I get to see their successes. Um, I really get to be their coach. So I kind of get to work alongside with them. I get to look at their food log, just to really talk about their lifestyle and what they're dealing with. Because, you know, it's not enough to educate people about food. It's really got to be tailored to them. Otherwise, they're not going to do anything with that information. So you're working with these two organizations at the moment, Core Life, and is it Foodly? Foodly is a startup that I got involved with earlier this year. Um, It's an app that parents and families can sign up for. Um, They can have a registered dietitian coach, and it's actually for child nutrition. Um, It was started by a dietitian and a pediatrician. Their whole belief and philosophy is that every family should have access to a dietitian for their child, um, which I really love. The core life, it sounds like you're um, dealing with somebody's whole life you're dealing with their integrated nutrition um, I mean, I've done bits of therapy in the past and I know there's this idea of an integrated person you people can go through life wearing different masks and I'm guessing the same is true of food you can be one person around your family one person when you're traveling another in different situations that's just something I made up who knows whether that's reality or not but talk to me about about this idea of fitting it around their lifestyle yeah um ultimately you have to understand what motivates people because lifestyle change is is really tough if if it were easy then everyone would be able to do it and they'd be able to do it on their own you know there's a lot of diet books out there there's plenty of websites and blogs and influencers on social media 
It's more so about the person, what they can do long-term, but what motivates them to make change? Why do they want to lose weight? That's really important to understand, but it's also really important to understand what someone's home life is like. Are they a busy mom? Are they having to cook meals for a bunch of children that are very picky. And so the mom feels like she can't make two different meals. Or maybe it's a single guy that travels a lot for work and he has to eat only restaurant food majority of the week. But also what are their what are their foods that they absolutely cannot live without? Because that's the thing. You can pick up a diet book and you can follow a diet plan for so long, but then life gets in the way or their preferences get in the way. And so you've really got to understand the ins and outs of a person and help them figure out their individualized plan. Mm, that's really interesting. So, um, in the clients that you've seen that have uh, been successful at losing weight with you, what would you say the main patterns are? What's the patterns for success? Gosh, it's hard. I think when you're first beginning, especially, it can feel really overwhelming. I have people that want to lose 100 pounds. And going on the internet, going on social media, you can be made to believe that you can lose that weight really, really quickly if you just buy a certain product or follow a certain plan. But really, it takes a lot of patience and it does take a lot of encouragement and um, positive reinforcement of your habits. And you've really got to focus on one habit at a time. Because if you focus on multiple habits at a time, well, you may have one really great week, but then eventually they're not going to become habits. They're not going to become sealed in. So a lot of the people that I see week to week, it's really beneficial because that way we can really focus on one habit at a time and set a couple of different goals. So that way when they master packing their lunch, once they master how to do that, then maybe they can start to focus on where can I find time in my day for exercise or how can I get more sleep? People that have the most success really take the time to create sustainable habits instead of focusing on what they think they should do. That's really fascinating because it aligns perfectly with a book I've been reading recently called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talks a lot about most people think of the goal. In your case, it will be, my goal is to lose 100 pounds. And he said there's two problems with that, one of which is um, the goal is not actually going to make you happy. You're going to get there and then you're just going to think, great, what now kind of thing. Um, and second thing is it just sets up this massive do or die kind of uh, target. And if you don't meet that, you can feel quite depressed and feel like you failed. And so he talks about actually the goal should be habits. We should get into this way of building sustainable long-term habits. You need to fall in love with these habits to get to, you, to where you want to be. And that sounds like exactly what you're saying, right? Yeah, I have a lot of people that, you know, they expect to have huge results week to week. They come in and some weeks they've lost four pounds, but then other weeks, maybe they lost half a pound or maybe they didn't lose anything, or maybe they even gained a little bit of weight after the weekend. And so people can be really hard on themselves because they, they feel that they're working really hard towards something and they expect to see 
physical change every single week. But what I, what I found really helps is I remind people of where they were when they started and how much progress they've actually made. So, um, uh, foodly, I'm kind of also interested in what you said about every, every parent should have a dietitian for their child. That's a fascinating idea. And as we all know, good habits start early. But what prompted you to get involved with that? What's your dream around that? Oh, I thought it was just such an interesting concept. One of the co-founders, she's a pediatrician and she's a mom. And when she had her baby, all of her friends were asking her for advice for their children. And she said, gosh, I don't even know how to feed my baby. So that's kind of how Foobly was born. And it's a way for parents to get evidence-based nutrition advice for their kids, whether they're a picky eater or they've got allergies. When I was at Children's Hospital here, I would go talk with the child and their family members. I found that a lot of parents just didn't realize what was healthy to feed a child. They're, I guess, just a, a victim of marketing, a victim of misinformation. You never see an advert for kale. You never see an advert for broccoli or spinach or cauliflower. It's some kind of mass manufactured crap that has got slightly less fat in, but way more sugar than anything else, right? So what I like about both of the organizations that I'm working with is that they're, they're making it more accessible to work with an expert. Experts really do have this responsibility now to be out there in the public and get the evidence-based messages out there so having things like an app that you can log into or having a way for your insurance to pay for preventative lifestyle education um, and one-on-one -on -one counseling, those sorts of things are really what's going to change um, health and the way that we view food. You just got to make it more accessible. How do we get beyond the marketing spin? How do we get people to really look at the evidence, as you said there? How do we get people to really question their own choices in the light of reality, rather than Nestle's latest $1 billion marketing campaign? Foodly sounds like one of the many ways forwards. When I was at Children's Hospital, their whole care technique is family-centered care. And so you act as a partner. You're not an authority figure. You're not telling them what to do. The new model of being an expert um, and the new model of healthcare really is moving a lot more towards you are a partner in someone's care and you're there to provide them with information. You're there to provide them with support, but you're not there to tell them what to do because people don't respond well to that. And why would you? Um, just because you're an expert doesn't mean that you're an expert on that person's life. So telling them what to do is not super helpful and it's really just off-putting. It creates a barrier between the healthcare system and individuals. As well as an expert, you're bringing the emotional intelligence and the compassion and the idea that this is a human being with their own challenges, and their own problems and their own headspace and their own mental baggage into the picture. And that is, yeah, I can imagine that being incredibly transformational to the future of health.
So just changing tack a little bit. How do you get joy from your job? I like to see them move from more of an attitude of, you know, healthy food tastes bad, exercise is not fun, I don't have time for that, and moving more towards, I feel like I'm still enjoying my life, I'm enjoying my food, I realize that exercise makes me feel good, I sleep better at night. I have one client right now that um, well, I showed her how to roast a pan of vegetables a couple weeks ago, and now she loves to roast vegetables. Um, those those really small changes that add up um, to new fun things for people that they look forward to. Um, that's really what gives me joy. Again, this is something James Clear talks about in his habits book. Uh, in order to make a habit, you need to make it fun. Nobody is going to stick at anything that sucks for more than eight weeks, nine weeks, 10 weeks. Talk to them a year on and they'll just be like, oh no, that sucked. I just removed it from my life. So you've got to, you've got to get people where, um, with things that they really enjoy doing. In my case, growing up, it was, I hate sports. That was my story. I hate all sports. Oh, and then I found tennis and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't hate all sports actually. Uh huh. Yeah, you just have to find the right thing for you. We have this idea of what healthy food is, but everyone has at least one healthy food that they really, really like. They just might not realize that it's a healthy food, or maybe they have this food that they love that they think is not a healthy food. You know, it's all about how we label things and the boxes we put things into. It's like I said, it's our it's our attitudes toward food um, and just how we view health in general. Nice. I like it. Um, so what would you say is the biggest misunderstanding about weight loss? I think the biggest misunderstanding about weight loss is that it's something that's complicated. Um, and it seems like such an unattainable thing sometimes on social media and the internet. Um, I get people all the time that are just really intimidated by cooking. Um, they see these beautiful things online that they're just like, oh, I could never do that. Um, but I think that we've been made to believe through just these different companies that sell weight loss products um, that really just all complicates things. A lot of the questions that I get asked are about things like, oh, well, do I need to be avoiding red dye? And do I need to be drinking this tea? And it's really all just a bunch of rules that people have just kind of figured out work for them. And so they've put them out there as a message and people are starting to think that it's got to be this really rigid, complicated thing. And they've got to find the hidden message to, to be the solution to all of their issues. But in reality, it's just making change over time and consistency, things that you can stick to. And that's not necessarily something that you can buy. That's just coaching. Um, you need someone to help you with that, but it's not something you can just order on Amazon, like a book. And wouldn't it be easier if we could? <laughs> I'll have I'll have a hundred pounds weight loss at the checkout, please. That'll be a hundred dollars bought for, paid for. Apply it. Hey, I've lost weight. Brilliant. That's what we all want, isn't it? But oh, absolutely. And that's I think that's what people expect. Really. I would say so. I uh, I have a lot of clients that come in thinking that, you know, I'm going to give them all of the secrets. But in reality, I do have a lot of tips and tricks, but it's just getting people to be consistent over time. That's it. Cool. 
What would you say is your soapbox topic, the thing that you're really passionate about, the thing that really drives you? So one of my big soapbox things is that people are constantly trying to underfeed themselves to lose weight. Um, the whole calories in, calories out approach, right? That we've been taught for forever. Um, a lot of people are convinced that they've just got to cut their calories drastically and they'll lose all of the weight really quickly. Um, but I have a lot of clientele that, of course, want to lose fat. And so I spend a lot of time explaining to them that they've got to consume enough calories in order to lose weight. And they look at me like I'm crazy. Um, but <laughs> what I found is that I have a lot of clients that have dieted their whole lives in some circumstances. And so I um, luckily have this machine called a resting metabolic rate test that measures your oxygen consumption. And then it can tell you how many calories you burn at rest. And so I'm able to use that as a tool to show people that, in fact, they burn so much more calories at rest, they've just got to give their body good nutrients and energy in order to let go of excess fat, because underfeeding the body can cause you to hold on to fat. Um, and so that's something that's really hard for them to wrap their hand, their heads around sometimes, that they've got to feed themselves in order to lose weight. So counterintuitive, isn't it? I'm glad that you're uh, tackling that head on. And finally, uh, if you could offer one piece of advice to someone else contemplating your career, what would it be? I found that following a lot of dietitians made me realize how much opportunity is out there and that you don't need to put yourself in a box. And because I did this, I did this project in during my undergraduate degree where we had to do um, a, a job application and I was looking at all of the job posts and I couldn't find anything that sounded really exciting but because I was following a lot of dietitians that were thinking outside the box and kind of making their own path um, sometimes you make your own job sometimes you meet people and convince them they should give you a job um, so I would definitely encourage people to follow dietitians that they want to be like and reach out to them and ask them how they got there. Um, it gave me a lot of hope. Sometimes the right job for you takes a little bit of detective work to find. Really, you've got to figure out what your path is and what your dreams are. And if you can't find that opportunity, create your own opportunity. There are people all around the world making money doing what they love. Why wouldn't you be one of them? Yeah, definitely. I found that as well in, in my various careers that I've had. Uh, one of the biggest lies I think we're told at school is life is linear. You, you, you find something you're interested in, you graduate in it, you get a job, you settle down, you have children, you go into retirement and you die. And that's, that's how life is supposed to be. And it goes one way. It's not true. People get miserable, change careers. People get into the wrong careers for the wrong reasons. Uh, and this whole idea that, you know, you can just search on job sites for what a dietitian does and that's going to be it. That's you for the next 40 years. It's just, it's nonsense. Well, thank you for your time today, Laura. That was really great. Tell us a bit more about yourself and where we can find you online. 
Yeah, sure. Um, so my business is that I want to have a completely virtual online based uh, nutrition practice. Um, my goal is to help busy women lose weight. But my Instagram handle is at busygalnutrition. And my website is busygalnutrition.com. Um, I post blogs, pictures, recipes, all of that good stuff. Um, but my ultimate goal is just to help busy women find time to be their best selves. Excellent. I will put in links to all that stuff in the show notes. And uh, I encourage you all to check out Laura at those addresses. Thanks for your time today, Laura. Yeah, thank you so much. Excellent. That was the Dietitian Spotlight. Origin stories from practicing dietitians. The Dietitian Spotlight is sponsored by Destroy All Admin. We specialize in helping dietitians with private practices save thousands of dollars. Eliminate admin tasks like patient notes and booking appointments. Spend more time on the things you love. Visit destroyalladmin.com to book a free consultation. We'll see you next time on the Dietitian Spotlight. Thanks for listening.